tell you what, there's confidence oozing through his veins. Yeah, tap in with the football tap. It's the number one podcast. Yeah. With a football at, tap in with the football tap. Yeah. Tap in with the football tap. Guru. Tap in with the football tap, like a spinal, or it could get messy like Lionel. Them other podcasts throw back like a vinyl. The guru, he the goat, so it really ain't no rivals. Podcasts about passion, barely dollars. My favorite, Ronaldo, Jamal Musala. Football tap, it should be on your radar. Come and kick it with us, like Neymar, Sadio Mane, or Erling Haaland. Either way, the football tap, prime time. Yeah, now take that to the bank with you. The guru, he don't talk, he just pay pictures. Vividly, so come and see what he's saying. Highlights and more, you never get bored. Never get bored. Football tap, the number one source. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Guru. Football tap. Come and tap in with the football tap. With the football tap, come and chill with the groove, cause football back, yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the show. Um, I was gonna do this a little earlier, uh, but uh, after I went to the gym, um, I felt uh, tired. I I stayed up really late a few days ago. I think it was Monday, um, working on my uh, my intro that you or sorry my intro song slash the song's always been there, but the the video that that we just saw. I had it on one computer and I couldn't get it on another computer, and it was driving me crazy. So I ended up staying up really really late. Um, so I'm still uh, sleep wise recovering from that. So I. I had to, to rest a bit. My initial plan was to do this around 6.30. Um, and it's, you know, 8.48 now. Uh, 8.49, whatever. Um, so, uh, I don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe I'll just do 45 minutes, something. Um, but you know me. I, I, you know, yesterday, uh, talking about Jesper Lindstrom, I talked about him for about 35 minutes not by himself. Um, so I, I just have a, uh, a couple of Bundesliga topics that I want to go through uh, before um, before the Bundesliga, uh, uh, sorry, before um, before the next match day kicks off on Friday. Um, I do have some writing to do this this evening as well, um, but I can split that into today and tomorrow. Um, so I'm just going to, I got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, I have seven, seven different topics here. Uh, and I'm, um, so I'm, we're going to get into it. Uh, this will definitely be a short, definitely, but but it's, there's a good chance this will be a shorter episode than the one I did yesterday. Um, yeah, I just don't want to be, I, I just don't want to be on here for, for more than I have to. And I feel like uh, pushing this till, till tomorrow, uh, We'll be too close. We'll be cutting it too close to uh, match day three. Um, so here we go. 
Bayern Munich, my friends, uh, look a little better than they did last season. Um, notably, uh, they, they played uh, Augsburg this weekend with a 3-1 victory for Bayern, Bayern Munich. Um, the big story, obviously, Harry Kane again. Uh, stealing headlines again, uh, and deservingly so, with two goals. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a good performance from Harry Kane again. He He's going to fit well in this league. It's... As a Bundesliga fan, I'm I'm very excited for him to be here. Um, but I did I do stand by what I said at the beginning of the season. He's not going to be scoring 40 goals in this league. Um, as as much as people say it's a very attackingly minded league, um, the record is 41 goals for uh, Robert Lewandowski, and it took him literally all of the games to to get there and all of the minutes uh, to break uh, Ged Muller's record. I think he he did this uh, when he broke the record. It was in the I don't know. Uh, it was like it was literally the last second of the season where he scored that goal. Um, so I, I think the the narrative around Kerry Kane is is not a correct one, just because uh, all these fans from the Premier League are just assuming that he's going to come here and score 35, 40, 50 goals in a season, and that it just doesn't work that way. Um, you look at the Bundesliga's uh, top goal scorers and how many goals. Uh, they actually scored. Uh, and this will all come together with my point. Um, uh, just give me a second. All right, here we go. I, I could be wrong about this, actually, but I, I think I'm right. Um so, just to look at the last couple of years, I said between 30 and 35. Um, out, so, I, I just, I'm, I'm just showing, like, if, if it ends up being the tall end of 35, it will be incredibly rare in this league. Um, Robert, uh, during his time, uh, he won the Golden Boot seven times. Of those seven, uh, he had a 35, he had a 41, he had a 34. Um, and then he had like, uh, then he had other ones that, that were a little less. Um, you take Robert Lewandowski out of the equation. If you're looking for a season where it was r close to 35, we have to go back all the way to 1960, uh, sorry, 1977, which was, um, Dier Muller who scored, uh, 34, um, if you want to look at 35 um, or better, then you're looking at um, Mueller, uh, Ged Mueller, 73, uh, and then obviously uh, 40 in, uh, for him in, in, in 72. Um, since the inception of the Bundesliga, just to give the perception, because there's this whole perception about Harry Kane coming into this league from Premier League fans. Again, nothing against Premier I won't say that, but, but nothing... Uh, I have no ill will towards them. I just think they don't understand how the Bundesliga works. And they, they have this idea that a, a Harry Kane can come here and he's going to score 40 goals. It just doesn't happen. Um, since the Bundesliga started uh, um, in 1963, uh, there have been um, how many seasons? Uh, let's, let's just say above 30. Um, hold on a second. So there have been 12 seasons in total, um, since the Bundesliga's inception, that have had scored more than 30 goals. 
So we're going from 64, I think, it's to 2023, 2023-24. So basically, um, the Bundesliga has been around for 60 years. And in those 60 years, only 12 guys, there's only been, there's only been 12 seasons of 30 goals or more. Um, and maybe it's different for other leagues. Um, I know that um, that last year Holland had 36 and 35 games or something like that. Um, but but even if you look at though the Premier League, the, the numbers are, are are deflated just like the Bundesliga. Now you go to the league, it's it's totally different because you had Messi and Ronaldo scoring 30 plus uh, for for uh, you know 12 uh, 12 years uh, with Messi and Ronaldo, and then you you had years before that and after that with Messi uh, getting in those those those. Um, uh, those high numbers. Um, uh, I just want to check one thing here. Just to show you a mathematical standpoint here. Um, the Bundesliga has been around uh, for 60 years. Of those 60 years, only 12 times has a player scored over 30 goals. That is a uh, percentage of 16%. So only 16% of the time is a player has a player um, scored in those numbers. Now, Harry Kane, I expect to get to 30. Um, so I, I do expect it to be 13. But I don't think it's 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 easier said than done. Yeah, I know he's got he's got a hot start to the season and so on and so forth. Um, just just for reference, last year was 16 um, within Kugu and Fulkrug. Which is one of the lowest in recent memory. Um, actually, I think it may be the lowest uh, in the history of the league. Yeah, it was. Um, but, uh, nevertheless, um, I just think we have to have a level-headed expectation about these things. Because, um, yes, Harry Kane's a big game-changer for Bayern Munich. Yes, he's going to score his goals. But... Uh, it's not going to be as easy to score goals as people may think, and I know Bundesliga is known for a bit, you know, being an attacking type of league. Um, but that's just not the case for the most. I mean, it is an attacking type of league, but when there's very rarely guys who are scoring forty plus goals. I mean, if you, if you go the step further, if you go thirty five and above, there's been one, two, three. I think, uh, let's see, uh, four, five, five. There's been five seasons of 35 goals or more. Um, so you put that number down. If you want to, if you want to mathematically calculate that of the, the, you know, of the, since the Bundesliga has begun, um, only five goal, only, sorry. The winning, the the, uh, the percentage of players who have scored, or the amount of times a 35 plus goal season has occurred, is seven percent. Um, so again, I just want people, I just want people who may be be watching the Bundesliga, whether you're a Spurs fan or you like Harry Kane and you want to see it. I'm, I would expect fireworks, but I wouldn't necessarily expect 35, 40 goals. A lot of people are saying because you know the history of the league has had some of the some of the top strikers in the world. And we had Robert here for, I don't know, 11-something years, 11, 12, 13 years. As, and he's won the Golden Boot seven times. Uh, but 
yeah, even he only uh, uh, breached 35 plus like twice. So three times, maybe three times. Um, and so again, we just just need to be somewhat level-headed about what we can and should expect from Harry Kane um, individually. Now he's got four goals in. in Wait, no, he doesn't have four goals. His three goals in um, in two games. He obviously scored in that opener against Leipzig. Sorry, not Leipzig. Uh, uh, who who did they play in the opener? Do you remember? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Werder Bremen. He scored against Werder Bremen, and then he scored twice um, against Augsburg. It's a good start to the season for him. Three out of four. Uh, three goals out of four, but now there are two guys with four goals, and they are the the. It's funny because the the other two guys that ha, that are high that are that are ahead of him are names that per, per, specifically Premier League fans, anyone that doesn't follow the Bundesliga probably have never heard of it, which is which is the most fascinating thing about that so far this season. Um, as far as the performance by Munich, um, I think, um. They haven't, uh, you know, lit the world on fire at any point in any stage um, yet. Um, they obviously got spanked by Leipzig, and then uh, uh, obviously dom- dominated. Yeah, dominated Werner Bremen. But again, going into the 80th minute of that game, the, the score was one nil. Um, now against Osberg, it was a little tighter. Again, Harry Kane. Uh, it was an own goal to start it. Then Harry Kane got a penalty. He scores that, and then. Uh, Alfonso Davies sets up uh, it again. Um, I think you know, Harry Kane deserves the credit and the praise for for what he's been able to do so far with his Bayern Munich side. Um, and um, but to me, Leo Arsana has been the standout um, for Bayern Munich uh, so far this season. And um, uh, yeah, but they they look strong. I think there's still questions to be asked. I don't think it's been a dominating performance. Uh, Tommy Tuchel has not been able to unlock Jamal and Musiala, which he needs to do. And again, it's not because of Musiala. I think the the way Tommy uh, Tuchel has has handled his time in Munich um, has not um, um, highlighted um, his strengths and um, and so on and. Uh, I think that, um, yeah, so that's something that they need to do because, remember, this was the guy who was who was right there with Julian Brandt. Um, sorry. My little kitty. Hi. Um, sorry about that. Uh, obviously, he had a strong case of play the season last year. He also scored the goal that won Bayern Munich the league. Uh after Dortmund did what Dortmund did. Um, but it was an 89th-minute goal. He scored a goal to win the league. Only three players in history have ever done that in the Bundesliga um, to score a, a goal that has won the league, basically. Um, in that context, in the, you know, in... Yeah, anyway, however you want to how, however you want to phrase that. Um, um, but they look good. Uh, I, I don't think you have too many complaints from Bayern Munich. I don't think Bayern Munich are an exact science. I don't think they've been overly uh, dominant in the, their two performances. Um, again, Osberg and Werner Bremen isn't exactly the most uh, antagonizing of um, opponents. Um, 
but they've done what they were supposed to do. Uh, Harry Kane has scored in both of those games. Um, they look they look good. Um, I wouldn't say they look like incredibly good. They don't look out of the world out of this world um, level, but they they do they have shown their qualities um, in this situation. And um, again, this is a team that's gonna needs to do a lot this season, um, especially with the with the credit and all all the stuff that happened last season where they almost threw away the league with what happened with Nagelsmann. It's a, it, it was a whole mess, and then this whole summer where they're they're uh, going after Harry Kane, and then they said, "We're all we're, uh, it was just a, a whole long summer." Harry Kane is in Munich, and it's a beautiful thing. But um, I guess my my concern about it is Harry Kane coming here does not change the trajectory of the team and what they they did last year. Um, now Harry Kane doesn't make obviously Harry Kane from an attacking standpoint makes Bayern Munich that much more dangerous. However. I mean, Bayern Munich did not have any issue scoring last season without Robert Lewandowski, without a reliable striker, um, you know, uh, so to speak. So if, if you look at the Bundesliga last season, um, uh, uh, let's see. Um, uh, Okay, so so okay, this is this is 2021. Um, sorry, I just I just want to get the stats right. Um, just give me a moment. Nope, this is the this is the wrong season again. Actually, well, we can look at this. Um, I think we can look at this. Yeah, we can look at this. So with Robert Lewandowski um, on 34 goals uh, in uh, in 2022. 21-22 season, they scored 97 goals. They lose Robert Lewandowski the next season. That's just in the league, by the way. That's not in, in all competitions. Um, I don't have time to do that math. Um, yeah, and then last season, under Nagelsmann, mostly Nagelsmann, they scored 92 goals. So they lost a, a 34 goal score or a 30 plus goal score basically pretty consistently a guy who'd scored 50 goals in in multiple seasons on the belt has scored 40 goals i don't think i don't think he did last season but had scored 40 goals for about you know eight straight years something like that something crazy this is ronaldo messi messi ronaldo type of numbers they lo they lose him they bring him in ties tell and um uh, Eric Maxson, Chipo Moting, comes in as a um, a, as an, an alternative. Uh, Musiala scored like 13, so he helped with that too as well um, in the league. That is, uh, and he ended up. They ended up scoring 92, so they go from what I said, 97 to 92. So goal scoring has not been their problem. Um, I mean, last year they won on goal difference, uh, 71 points a piece. Uh, the thing is, Leipzig, Leverkusen have all gone better. Um, I think Dortmund's actually gotten worse. We'll talk about them. Do I have them on my list? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, we'll talk about them a little later. But um, from just a striker standpoint, it's not something they really needed. Um, they got defensive help as well. But, again, I'm not sure whether or not that, that was something really needed. They look good. They've only conceded one goal so far. They've scored seven. Um, only one team has scored more than them. Uh, Union of Berlin has scored eight. But 
So, so bringing in Harry Kane doesn't change the trajectory of the team because Harry Kane. Um, uh, I'll just say the last thing on, on this because uh, I just realized that I've been talking about this for 20 minutes. Um, Harry Kane um, scoring 20, 25 goals does not change, move the needle in this because they scored they scored 90, uh, 90 what I said 92 goals last year without Harry Kane. You bring Harry Kane, that number is going to go up, but they still got to sort out their their. The performances in the midfield, they need to um, overall need to recapture uh, what made them good the year before. And again, with, with a lot of the other teams getting a lot better, um, they, this isn't going to be a walk in the park. Everyone thinks that because Harry Kane is there now, it's going to be a walk in the park. It is absolutely positively not going to be a walk in the park whatsoever. And I think that's something that needs to be um, that needs to yeah that needs to be said because. Um, Leverkusen gotten way better. Leipzig are way better. You look at all these different uh, components of these teams. Um, Union Berlin are crushing it. Uh, you know, so you don't know what's going to happen with a lot of this. Uh, but I do, I do feel as if that um, he'll score goals. He's, but he, he won't break the record. And I don't think he makes their attack a lot better. But I think there are still issues with Bayern Munich that need to be sorted. They look good against um, against Osberg on penalty. Harry Kane's penalty. Sorry, a penalty, and um, okay, a penalty, and then there was a, obviously Alfonso Davies uh, puts uh, puts Harry Kane in to make it uh, to uh, I think at that, at that point it was two one, two nil, two nil, and they end up winning three one. Um, they I, I don't know who they have next, but um, they have uh, Gladbach. Again, this could be one of those games they lose because they always lose to Gladbach. But Gladbach looked horrible against Leverkusen, uh, especially defensively. They're gonna, I think Harry Kane might score a hat-trick in this game. Um, uh, let's see what happens after that because because I think it's it's really important um, to... Um, yeah, so the next uh, international break hits after this week, and then it's Leverkusen Bayern. Now that's a big one because I think they could lose that game, especially. I think that's that's probably in Munich. I think. Um, yeah, it's in Munich, but that that's a team that could give them um, a problem. But obviously, Bayern uh, make it two out of two. Harry Kane on score sheet again for Bayern Munich. And speaking. Of those choke artists at Signal Iduna Park, um, Dortmund um, have stumbled out of the gates um, so far this season. Again, two games, lots can happen um, this campaign. Um, but considering the the play, you know, the teams that they're going to be up against um, uh, for the Bundesliga. Uh, uh, Champions League spots and the Bundesliga title and all that stuff—they've looked better. Look at Leverkusen; they've been absolutely—they've been rock stars. They've been awesome their first two games. Leipzig looked looked good in their first uh, game, um, but lost, and then obviously dominated on Friday uh, last Friday night against uh, Stuttgart. Um, you know, Bayern Munich two wins out of two. Um, if you want to put Union Berlin in there, two wins out of two in dominating uh, fashion as well. Um, okay, so Dortmund in their first game of the season played Cologne. Um, 
I didn't. We didn't really talk about this last week. We kind of went over it, skimmed over it. Um, but uh, they they ended up getting there in the end with a with a late winner. Um, I I mentioned this a couple times though. Uh, Cologne had a penalty that was not given to them. They also hit the crossbar twice. Cologne is also dealing with an absence in their midfield. Um, their uh, their their top midfielder uh, last season. It has gone off to Frankfurt. I think he went off to Frankfurt. Either that or Berlin. I think he went off to Frankfurt. Um, so, so you, so you look at that part of it, and so there's a bit of uncertainty in the midfield. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um. There's a bit of uncertainty in the midfield for for Cologne, um, and obviously Cologne showed some promise this weekend, but but for the most part, we're kind of played uh, played uh, laid out by um by uh, by Wolfsburg. Um, so you look at that aspect; they're they're not a particularly well. They're a good team, but they they're missing the midfield. They were not going to win the mid, They're not going to win the midfield battle in most of their games. Certainly didn't win it against Wolfsburg, but against Dortmund, a team that still has Emre Can, Marcel Sabitzer, Julian Brandt, um, and others. Now, Julian Brandt played well against Cologne. He played well against Bochum. Um, he still looks in sharp form, at least from my perspective. Um, there's a re- he, was player my, he was the player of the season last year for me for a reason. Um, obviously, the, the league gave it to Jude Bellingham, which I do not agree with. Or didn't agree with. Um, obviously, he's 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 been he's been awesome at Madrid so far. Um, but you know, I think the the fact of the matter is the midfield options they have are quite superior to Cologne. Cologne outplayed them. Cologne had I don't know if they, they had more of the ball, but they definitely had more chances. Um, they got fairly lucky with the with the goal from um, from Daniel Malin um, to end up. They basically rescued themselves and get three points in the opening night. Of the season um, against uh, against Cologne at home. Now this week they went to Volcom and they looked even worse. Um, and uh, remember, Volcom had just got eaten alive by Stuttgart in the opening match of the season. Um, with uh, I think they lost five nil to them or something like that. Volcom is a team that potentially could get dragged in in the relegation battle. They could struggle. Um, they obviously um, need, will need to fight for themselves this season. Um, and uh, you know, believe it or not, you know, with with everything that that has happened with them, they've stayed in the league for the last two years. They've done well um, uh, since they've been here. I don't think they can re- get. Re- I don't think they'll be relegated because I mean. Historically speaking, Bolcom's been inside that for a decade. I don't know how long it was, and I don't know the nickname, but it was—it's something like the basically non-relegated, sorry, non-relegatables in in German or something like that. Um, I don't know the 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 um, pronunciation, but for the longest time, they were a side with um, that couldn't get relegated, and since they've been back in the league. It, I just don't think they're going to be relegated anytime soon. I think Bochum are going to be in the Bundesliga for the next... Again, I, this might be my pure delusion and my pure romanticism around them staying in the league because they are 
They're not a huge club, but they're an important club to me, at least in the Bundesliga. Um, you know, so I think that they're going to probably, in all likelihood, be in the league for the next 10 years. And that might be my pure delusion. That might be ridiculous for me to think that. Um, but it is what I believe. Now, with that being said, they had played really bad the first game. I was a little worried. Again, the first 10 games, you don't really know the where you exist in the Bundesliga or in Serie A or the Premier League for that reason. So unless you're like Man City and in first place, you're probably there's just probably uncertainty surrounding um, what how good you actually are. Now I'm not I don't I'm not a big stats guy um, at all, but their um, their statistics against um, Dortmund were in like. The stats just didn't make sense to me. So, obviously, we know there's there's games where a, one team has all the possession and the other team scores all the goals. We saw that in the world in the Women's World Cup with Japan versus Spain um, and all that. And I'm going to actually... Um, I'm not actually going to highlight something here. Um, and obviously, Spain ended up winning the World Cup. In that game, again, it's, I'm not I'm not trying to compare women's football and men's football. I'm just comparing a game like this here uh, versus a game what we saw this week in the Bundesliga. In that game, Spain game, um, Japan had 22% possession. They had seven shots and five on target. They scored four out of five. Spain had 78% possession, ten shots, two on target. Okay, so look, if you have if you have less than uh, let's say less than 35% possession. The chances are you're not loading off chances unless you're Bolcom. Bolcom against Dortmund. Again, this is in in Bolcom. It's, it's not it's not uh, it's not it's not like super difficult, but it's not an easy place to play. Um, they're fan, it's a small stadium. The fans show out. Last year, this was a turning point in the Bundesliga uh, title race when uh, Bolcom dropped or, or grabbed points against Dortmund at, at home. Okay. So Kevin Stoger scored um, scored fairly early in the game for Bochum. They're rescued by Donnie Mellon in a one-one draw. However, I, I, I think this needs to be um, stated. Bochum had 34% possession. They had 20 shots, 27 on target. Okay, that's that's a that's a good amount. They had barely any of the ball, yet they were unloading the clip in front of goal. And I know that. Uh, of the 20 shots, most of them are not on target. But seven shots on target for a team like that, for someone who has 34% possession, it's very, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just surprising. Dortmund had uh, 14 shots, three on target. Again, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't follow the stats like others. But the fact that those numbers even exist, that that a team can have 34% possession. And still rat off 20 shots is incredible to me. Now, if you want to look at the even further, Dortmund had 521 passes, 275 for Bochum, 76% accuracy, which is which is low for a team like Dortmund, to 65%. Now, you look all over the place, you know, so, okay, throw the stats out for a minute. But the stats that exist in this game uh, is crazy considering how little of the ball that Bochum had. Uh, yeah. So Dortmund struggle again, and um, 
Again, they're, they're without Bellingham, um, w without Bellingham, I think that you're you're gonna struggle in some capacities. But you still have you have you have dangerous playmakers. Um, in the midfield, you have guys who can score in attack. You have a very you have probably top three center back in the world in Nico Schlotterbeck. Nico Osul is a good partner for him. Go, uh, um, Gregor Kobel, who I don't want to say it, but has an argument for being the best goalkeeper in the world. Okay, all of these things are true. So for them to perform like this again against Cologne, uncertainty in the midfield, Bolcom just got smacked around by by Stuttgart, and they dropped. They 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 won the first game barely, and then they drop here. I think it's it's. Um, it's a very uh, dangerous situation to be in. Now you look at Dortmund's next couple games, and I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, not, I'm going to, I'm going to move topics quickly because, uh, again, um, I'm spending a lot of time on this. So I'm, I'm going to try to rip through these um, uh, to end. But um, so after, after, so this uh, Friday, they play uh, Hedeheim, the new uh, team um, at home. Again, if they don't win that game convincingly, Dortmund are in big. They're in deep shit. Okay, I'm just gonna say, they're in deep fucking shit. If 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 they um if they don't win that convincingly. Now Hedeheim did play well against Hoffenheim, and but I think they lost. Didn't they? They I think I think they lost. Um. Yeah, it was a great game though. I mean, they were in front a couple t different times. I think. Uh, they, they end up losing a shootout with with, um, with with Hoffenheim. Okay, then they have an international break, and this is this is where the level of concern will take in. They have Freiburg away. Freiburg away is no joke. That is a difficult place to play. Freiburg have looked good in the opening two weeks. Dortmund have not looked good in the opening two weeks. Then uh, then they have Wolfsburg at home. Now Wolfsburg has had their way with Dortmund in recent years. Not all the time, but they've beaten them. Uh, so, and the Wolfsburgs looked really good to start the season. Dortmund's looks, they've stumbled to start the season. Then they have Hoffenheim. Not an easy game. Uh, that's away. At home against um, Union Berlin. Then they have an easy, and I'm going through a lot here, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut it off here. Uh, Werder is an easy, easy win probably. And then they have Frankfurt and Bayern. So those are, those are their collection of games until November. Um. So in September, Hedeheim, Hedeheim, Freiburg, Wolfsburg, Hoffenheim. No easy games other than the first the first one I mentioned. Then in October, they have Union Berlin, Frankfurt, and Werder. I know Frankfurt is depleted. It's going to be depleted after Kamada and Jesper Lindstrom went to Italy. But if you're looking at the, the, the type of fixtures that they're going to have to face, they got to figure themselves out quick because, again, Hedeheim, you should rip to shreds. After that game, you have Freiburg and Wolfsburg back-to-back. -back. Those both are extremely difficult matches for Dortmund. And, um, again, last year they they started slow. They got, ended up getting in the title race in, like, February and then ended up uh, having this amazing run and obviously threw it away at the end. They But they entered the title race in the second half of the season, not in the first half of the season. When the restart began after the World Cup, Dortmund were in sixth place, I think, fifth or sixth. No, they were they were in fifth, I think. They were in fifth. So, 
But the, the, I mean, their Champions League status was was up in the air at that time. Um, so Dortmund just can't afford to start this way. They can't afford to kind of be in this situation that they they have been in. They've not looked good in the f- first two games. Their team is very is very good. They're good enough to do the, these things. But but again, they're 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 playing poorly. It's either they play in the first two games they've not played well and they need to figure this out because if, if things start to go bad, let's say they don't beat Hedenheim, they get a point there. And then they lose to Freiburg and Dortmund, they're they're not going to be in the top six. Um, they got some difficult matches in the first couple months of the season. And, uh, yeah, they've not looked good. They, I, to me, again, it's early, but... But to me, going into the season, I didn't believe that they were going to really test for the title. I, be- I picked them to finish fourth, but I had, but but my top four did not include Union Berlin at least at the, at the beginning of the season. So, if Union Berlin keep this up, again, you can't let teams like Freiburg and Union Berlin breathe on your neck, because if if if, if Dortmund struggles, these other two teams over there uh, in Berlin and in Freiburg are going to take advantage of it. So they really got, and I know uh, Freiburg did well. They won at the death uh, on Saturday, but but you have to really take these things into consideration. Both of those teams will punch you in the mouth if you start to slip. So their next four or five games are really important because if they stumble against Hedeheim, they need to beat Hedeheim, and I think they need at least a point from. Like if they got just if they got two points from the uh, Wolfsburg and. Um, and Freiburg games, I think that could be positive. I think they can get four. But if they lose both of those games, their entire season's in trouble. And I know what I said before, we don't know what these teams are after ten games or until we get to ten games. But if if you if you if you win okay, you whatever, you win you win the, on Friday, and then you lose those next two games, I think it's it's big trouble. Um uh, but 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 I progress. All right, uh, next up, you know, I'm going to talk about Freiburg, actually, because um, I guess there's not too much to go after in, in this one. Um, but they, they win uh, late uh, against, who were they? Werner Brennan. Um, again, they dominated the game uh, from from pretty much all types of angles. Um, um, yeah, the, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's not Uh, okay, whatever. They dominated the game against uh, against Bremen. They ended up winning late with a goal from uh, the who was the guy who used to play for Wolfsburg, um, Max Philip, who put a whole uh, a it was a great at, at the at the end scoring a goal that would put a fiery hole in the bottom of the net. It was it was hit with so much vengeance and power. They dominated that game. They had lots of chances. Freiburg, Freiburg may not have like uh, like how do I say this? They may not have upgraded a lot of their team, um, but they're they're a well compounds uh, uh, side. Um, I think they were struggling a little bit without um, Niles Peterson, who who recently retired. Um, and it's not so much his goal contributions, um, 
and his uh, his his on the pitch presence is the leadership presence that he brought. I mean, last year he only scored three goals in all competitions, but he has been their leader for such a long time, and I do I do think that he is their I believe he's their all time top scorer in their history. Um, with uh, he's uh, he's been there since. Uh, 1415 uh sorry fourth yep yeah, 1415 and he scored 105 goals uh, during that time I believe he's got 90 in, in the Bundesliga also played for Bayern which I didn't I did not uh no interesting so he, maybe he's one Bundesliga title oh that's funny that's really funny um even the year that he was at Bayern Munich they didn't win the title um but uh They not only didn't win the title, they got second, was runner-up in the in the German Cup, and was runner-up in the champ uh, in the Champions League final. Um, that's brutal. That's brutal. I, I know this is off topic, but that's that is brutal. Jeez, um, who'd they lose to? Jeez, um, oh, Dortmund, five-two as well. Uh, Lewandowski hat trick. Jeez. All right. Uh, I'm getting off topic here. Uh, anyway, uh, again, w without his leadership, I think Freiburg are going to try some different things this season. Um, as far as uh, what they are from a tactical standpoint, I think they're they're going to be around fifth or sixth. I do think they're going to be pushing pushing around uh, their weight at that spot. Um, uh, you know, along with uh, with uh, some of the others. Uh, that we have here with, with uh, again, like Union Berlin. Freiburg, from a talent perspective, cannot match up with some of these other teams that are going to be fighting for the Champions League spots. Um, but again, they came, they've came, they've come down to the wire the last two seasons, down to the last day of the season, down to the last day of the season that they could make the Champions League. Uh, Munich, um, sorry, not Munich, uh, a Union Berlin... Ended up getting it last year. The year before that, they lost out to um, to Leipzig, who got in the last day of the season. Um, they have not made the Champions League still, which is crazy because they've been in this picture for uh, for at least a couple of years. Anyway, but I, I do think that if if they get going, if they can, you know, if they can win um, one of the game against Dortmund, I think that'll be huge, and I think. Uh, this is a team that I would not sleep on. They have Christian Strife, who has been around, uh, you know, Freiburg for an incredibly long time. Um, I mean, he's been associated with Freiburg since 2005. Uh, but since he's been the big boss, he's been at the club longer than any coach in this league, and I think any coach in football right now. Um, so he knows this team like the back of his hand, and I think he's going to get the best of them. Now, whether they make the Champions League or not, I think that's a um, that's a story for another day. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I do think Freiburg, the fact that they won late and then they, they beat Hoffenheim. Now, these aren't overwhelmingly dominating performances. I guess 
The last one was, but they, they haven't scored big um, in either of those games. They beat Hoffenheim 2-1, and they beat uh, Werner Brandon 1-0 uh, with a goal in like, like the 87th minute or something like that. So of those two teams, um, sorry, of the teams that they played, they've not been dominant. Uh, I'm not too worried about it, though, because they don't need to play like that. Freiburg is a very smart, intelligently run uh, um, team in the Bundesliga. They know how to win. They don't necessarily need to impress you with flashy play. Um, now, they're capable of kicking in the mouth, no good doubt, but but they don't need to dominate games to to uh, you know to, to, to show that they're, they're, they're still here. I think uh, those first two games may not have been the most dominant performances from Freiburg, but I think Freiburg will be uh, more or less um, happy with their first two games. Again, uh, when they play Dortmund, that's going to be huge. Um, uh, but I, I think they have to be overly... Not they have to be excited about uh, their start. I think they've they've been good. They don't need to be Bayern Munich or Leipzig or Leverkusen the way that those three teams have played to start the season. They're they are a low scoring team that beats you basically. Um, just one second. All right, moving on. I'm gonna again. I I kind of I, I'm gonna work on the timing on these. Um, different uh, uh, topics. I'm going to just, I'm going to run through these last couple um, and so on. Um, Leipzig uh, 5-1 against uh, Stuttgart on Friday. Um, very interesting game um, because they uh, conceded first. Again, they lost that game against Leverkusen. Then they concede first against Stuttgart, and then they, they just came out swinging in the second half and ended up winning that game. Um, again, this is still my pick to win the league. I still think they have the best side. You look at uh, Javi Simmons and what he was able to do um, in the game um, this week and uh, or, or on Friday. And, um, yeah, I think, I think absolutely uh, Leipzig needed to win that game. They needed to turn it around. Um and so on and so forth. I think it's it's something uh, really important for them because if they had lost that game or drew that game, uh, then you're already in, putting yourself at a disadvantage, especially with the likes of Bayern Munich and Leverkusen being as good as, as they have to start the season. Um, Leverkusen smacks around. Glogbach's defense looks absolutely horrid. And Leverkusen basically was able... Um, to do what they wanted. Uh, Boniface scored his first goal in, uh, in the Bundesliga. Wurtz had another outstanding performance. Xhaka looked on fire. Overall, I think Xabi Alonso's side is is, is top-notch. Um, I will expand on this uh, more uh, further, um, maybe next week. Uh, but again, for the interest of time, I'm just going to kind of skim through that. Um, really should have started earlier, but that's all right. Uh, Union Berlin absolutely on fire right now. Uh, beat, um, who they beat? Who did they beat? Like Darmstrad, I think. Anyway, I, I gotta look that up. But, uh, they look, uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, buh, 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 buh. They look like the. Alright.
Okay. Ooh, that's a okay. Um, they uh, sorry. They look like the real deal uh, so far this season. Absolutely smashing Darmstrat. Kevin Burhans had six Bundesliga goals last season. He already has four this campaign. On Sunday, uh, they play RB Leipzig. I think that's going to be a huge game. Just for, I mean, th those are two teams that 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 have, you know that really want to be involved in the title race this season. I think that's going to be a huge one. Obviously, that one will be at the Red Bull Arena, so it will be difficult. But I think, uh, yeah, Union Berlin have been absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and then I guess I'll finish with Wolfsburg. Uh, looks look quite different this season to how they've um, how, how they've looked previously, I guess. Um, I mean, they finished eighth last season. It looks like this. They could probably finish around there again, but the the, the acquisitions they have brought in um, this season have, have been paid, paid dividends. They dominated the game against Cologne. They did end up behind in a game they dom they were they were, in, they were fully in control of. Um, Waldschmidt, who used to play for Wolfsburg, comes up and, and delivers the the goal, but then um, that boy uh, uh, Jonas Wynn scores twice in the matter of minutes to flip it around. They end up winning a two-one. Uh, it's a, a brilliant start for uh, for Nico Kovac and Wolfsburg. Um, the yeah, they they just been they just been different level uh, so far this season, um, and they yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, I think they can only go on from here. If you look at Moyers, who came from um, from Rennes, but who's who, I, 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 sorry, the Croatian uh, star um, came from Rennes and was had a really good game at the FIFA World Cup. Comes and delivers. Uh, the uh, um, their new right back has has come in and hit the ground running. Um, and if you look at overall, the team is built in a very good way, a, a very uh, promising way. I think they're going to be tested in the next few weeks, but six points out of six, they look absolutely on fire at the moment. They've been, um, yeah, they've, they've, and they've only conceded one goal in two games. I, and obviously, Jonas wouldn't score in the goals. I, I, I just think overall, they, they've been, uh, this is a very different Wolfsburg to what we've seen in the past, and so on. Um, so, again, I'm going to work on. Recapping these uh, again, I'm taking too much time with certain topics, and uh, so I, I end up having to skim through a bunch. Um, I'm going to try not to do that going forward as much. Um, but uh, again, thank you for listening. I'm in the future. I'm going to try to do both of these uh, Bundesliga and Syria uh, things on the one episode on Tuesday, so I don't have to be doing um, an episode like this um, uh, in, in you know in the week and. Um, I'm going to start – when the time comes, we're going to start doing guests on here. Um, I haven't figured out exactly how to do it on this software, uh, but uh, eventually Ryan and I will be face-to-face. -face. I'll probably be over here. He'll be over here, and we'll be doing it that way and for other guests who I may try to get on in the future. Um, but thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next one. Anything upon my soul won't be easy, give me more